This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show where your hosts Amber and Jenna and today we are exploring how to create a beautiful birth and be prepared for all outcomes with She Births, a service that represents a natural and mindful journey from conception to birth and through to the baby's first three months. So for more on show notes, more on SheBirths, or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. So I'm so pleased to welcome our guest today and founder of SheBirths, Nadine Richardson from Sydney, Australia. Thanks for having me. (laughs) MLF. That's right. It's good to have another Aussie on board. Oh yeah, fellow Bondi girl. Yes, finally. You're outnumbered, Jenna. I feel so outnumbered. (laughs) Wow. So Nadine, thank you so much for being with us today. It's such an honor. Can you tell us a little bit about SheBirths? Yeah, SheBirths is this very comprehensive, holistic and evidence-based program for pregnant couples. And it can be done face-to-face, it can be done online, and we have a huge amount of online resources and support and community and it's all about, like you said, creating a beautiful birth no matter what unfolds. And, and usually that involves having a, the most natural birth possible. And I started creating it 15 years ago when I gave birth to my son, my first baby, Leroy. And I came out of my birth experience after 12 weeks of, you know, really thorough education, what I thought was. And I fell in love with him and had this profound awakening connection to love. But a few moments later, I was like what the hell was that and what was really going on and what was all those nights at that place on the floor for? Like nothing prepared us for that. Yeah, threw one ear out the other. Yeah, maybe I wasn't listening, but I think there was a lot of, you know, misinformation. There was a lot of sort of relaxed kind of ideas being thrown around and, and no one was really giving us like really practical strategies and tools to get us across the line and Mm. a broad enough toolkit. I see so many people as a doula preparing with like, this is the approach to the pain-free birth and you Mm. can be prepared with your mind and you can have the hypnotic, uh, pain-free, transcendental experience. And then there's other people that go, but it's all about catharsis and the practical tools and movement and, you know, pain relief and and I saw those guys getting exhausted. I saw the other ones breaking down going, man, it wasn't the romantic idea I thought. And I was like, you know what? Birth is so complex and it's so extraordinary and it can often be such a roller coaster ride. You have to be mature enough to embrace uncertainty and mm. you also have to go in with the biggest, broadest toolkit for yourself and your partner. So it's through being a doula, through my own experiences, I just created this really extraordinary program that really gets people over the line so the yoga the nutrition the acupressure the hypnosis the visualization the use of mantra the active birthing all brought together so that she can pick and choose what she needs Mm. and usually they use everything Mm. and the intention is beautiful birth no matter what unfolds Brilliant. I love that because that concept really opens up to getting rid of judgment on mm. an attachment as well about what you want your birth to look like. And I can't have a hospital birth because I'm a yogi yeah. and yeah. just really being in the flow to, to go where you're being pushed. And so what would you say the tools you use are to um, support a woman cultivating her intuition to know which way to move during her birth? 
Oh, to cultivate, to connect. I mean, it's preparation and knowledge is key and creating a dialogue. We spend a lot of time in the, the course creating a dialogue with partners. So actually having conversations about birth, um, inspired by other different stories that they hear and see, and that allows a real intimacy and safety to build between a partner, a couple's, and then we facilitate a lot of sort of soul-searching work as well for the woman in herself. So it just allows her to shift then that locus of control from being um, birth happens to me and I have to be directed by others back to inner knowing, inner feeling, which we know is being strengthened as long as we just allow it. And a lot of times we just need to really slow down and we write a lot about that in our book. Like the key to finding intuition often is just simply slowing down and, mm. and reflecting. So it's not a prescriptive t- program in any way. It's self-reflective. Beautiful. Yeah. Sounds extremely empowering. Like that That to me seems the key word about your program. You yeah. empower women to really like choose a beautiful birth. Yeah. To connect. To connect with themselves and believe in themselves. And to love themselves. And then that carries forward into parenting. And, and being able to then connect with other women, even if they are parenting differently to you. It's so nice to be in our tribes, but we can never find someone who does it the exact same. And that should be fine too, that mm. we can be confident enough to believe in our way um, and be open to others. Because parenting is so much about adapting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> adapting I love the expression on your face when you say adapting yeah. and surrendering yeah. all the time. Still doing it with a <laughs> yeah. 15-year-old. Yeah. 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 Great. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> and so do you offer any support or services in the parenting realm? Yeah, we do. We don't have a We Parent course. Um, every couple who does She Births wants that. We don't have it yet. Um, we have been running chai gatherings. So instead of coffee mornings, we have chai gatherings where I have brought in like professional speakers on development or on sleep and we look at it from this she births approach there's not just one way like every family Mm. is weaving a tapestry of their own as they go forward and so but what can I learn from that person and what's serving me right now and we know that with children you do something one way and then like they they work that out and then you got to do something another way and so we bring in people to inspire and inform Mm. And then there's community, the Facebook communities, and then our online program has an engaged community as well. Beautiful. That's what I want to ask you about next. So She Births, you can participate online with your programs and also person to person with um, real life people. With real humans. (laughs) Real humans. Yeah. Yeah. But we, you know, we're in the process of really um, making the online program just extraordinary. It already is. And people do it around the world and the knowledge is just so unique and so different to what's being given in lots of other programs um and like you say it's all about empowerment and mm. um that's why people love it but we're actually making it much more interactive at the moment mm. yeah more so, videos and so on brilliant and so just to get it clear you're not an advocate of birth looking one way So tell me more about your philosophy, that all-inclusive philosophy when it comes down to the way birth shows up for different women. Yeah. I mean, birth can work out the way we want it to work. Very seldomly. (laughs) Yeah, it can. But, and that's really great, um, but we have to be open 
to mm. possibilities. And I find that my girls know how to have, you know, how to facilitate a more natural, more gentle birth without with less medical interventions and our your statistics. Your doulas and midwives yeah. are your girls. Yeah, me, yeah. my girls, and also my pregnant girls, the, the couples and so on. They do have a lot less medical intervention, but I think part of the confidence comes for them. Confidence is key to going into birth, but part of that confidence comes from knowing that if I do have an epidural, I'm still going to love myself Mm. and I know how to make it the most beautiful because it's love at the end of the day. Mm. If I do have to have a cesarean section, I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to love myself through that. I might cry Mm. for a moment, but I'm going to take that time and discuss it with my partner and own it and understand it. And so be engaged in that decision-making is really critical and that can only come through a really good, solid education and through your partner being able to advocate and engage in that discussion as well. And like we say for parenting, you know, processing our stuff as best we can to clear the way for the next part because it's, it's hectic after. Yeah, that's for sure. You don't need any residual kind of I don't love myself baggage Mm -mm. because I didn't have the perfect, uh, you know, transcendent, you know, hypnotic birth. Which I I can say a lot of women who were attached to their birth looking a certain way, a a huge percentage of them don't get that birth the way they were dreaming about it. And it's really like hardcore for them to move through that Mm. self-judgment and and self-hate that they did something wrong or that's so attached to it being the perfect natural birth and then they're the ones that end up in the hospital with epidural and c-section whatever it may be and it's traumatic for them to accept that so it sounds to me like what your program offers a huge um kind of approach is the emotional mental psychological approach to preparing yourself for um birth being a mystery and going anyway and it being something that in the moment you are so connected to your um empowerment and your intuition that no way is the wrong way it's it's not yeah it's not you, you can't make the wrong choice so what are some ways that Obviously, you mentioned yoga and acupuncture and and all those beautiful alternative practices that you can prepare yourself with. What are some emotional, mental, psychological um, steps you take your your clients through or people that sign up to the program to prepare them to to really, you know, be standing in the fire confidently? So knowledge and principles, and you Mm -hmm. have to have both. I mean, you can preach a whole bunch of anatomy and physiology at, at pregnant people and it's not going to get them across the line because it has to be delivered in a way that allows them to connect with what's happening in their body. So when you teach, you know, the the layers of the uterus, the three layers of the uterus and how they work and how that's connected to the nervous system and how that is also connected to the endocrine, then you understand like the extraordinary systems that are in place and you start to then build a real trust in nature. Nature's got it handled. Like she knows exactly when to give you two to 400 times more oxytocin in the birth process, more than you've ever had in your best ever sexual experience, you're going to get right at the moment of crowning. Why? Because it's really important that you fall in love with your baby because you're then teaching them about love and intimacy. So understanding The way nature's designed it, I think, builds a complete trust in Mm. that. And then our principles, our philosophy is Vedic. 
And so I come from this yogic background and, you know, it doesn't have to be Vedic, but you have to have some earthbound spirituality to really be able to embrace birth. And that means, you know, we are a part of nature and just like you'll watch your baby grow and develop, you yourself are being grown and developed all the time and allow your intuition to guide you on that journey and align with yourself as a, a small part of that supreme intelligence. The tree knows how to grow. We know how to birth. Mm. It all works perfectly. Yeah. Oh, it's so comforting to hear you say that there is actually so much a pregnant woman can do yeah. to prepare herself to have the most beautiful birth possible because a lot of women I've spoken to thinks it's just out of their hands and it's like ABC, done, ding, dong, ding, it's yeah. out. Thanks, and, Hollywood. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Schedule that in and out she goes. Yeah. But, but it really is uh, the whole journey of it seems to be a super initiation and mm -hmm. empowering um, spot to, to get to that point where you can accept, you know, the, the beauty in that and enjoy it. Yeah. That's great. It exactly. kind of demystifies the fact that birth is such a um, intense, traumatic, like, oh, got to avoid it at all costs mm. type of thing, which I know it has that stigma as well as being transformative and beautiful. Yeah. A lot of the time in, in the modern world, people are scared of birth because... Well, it's scared of change as well. I mean, and Hollywood's done this great job of, you know, in television of showing us that birth is this medicalized traumatic event that we can't do ourselves, we need support from, and, and sometimes we do, and that's fine too. But, um, you know, birth is a rite of passage and it's built into our lives and a rite of passage is always a challenge. And so nobody gets off scot-free in a rite of passage. So for some of my women, I'm, you know, I see them really struggle with fertility for years and years and years. And and that's, you know, it could be soul-destroying and I'm sure there's many points in that process maybe for seven years, some of my clients to get pregnant and then they seem to then luckily cruise through, you know, the rest of the journey. And then I see some women have the most glorious pregnancies and the four-hour labour and, you know, but then they can't manage the extremes of sleep deprivation. Their nervous systems might be too sensitive for it. So there's always something that's coming and I think we feel that and the external world around us is always telling us we're weak and be fear-focused and you can't do it without support or being told. And we need to start honouring ourselves as the supreme teacher for ourselves. And birth and, and motherhood is a, a period of time that we must also begin to honour and value, even if our society doesn't, even if we don't get a good enough maternity leave and culture isn't giving that to us or a government, so your government right now is sort of getting rid of a whole lot of benefits and support for pregnant women, you have to find a way to honour yourself, mm. no matter what the collective is saying. Mm. True that. And it sounds to me like your whole philosophy with she births is intertwined with the rise of the divine feminine and that empowerment and energy on, on in our culture and society right now. Absolutely. I mean, the world is... Um, it's a patriarchy and there's no doubt about it and we're all living within it and so far it's done nothing but rape and ruin the earth mm. and she's pushing back. Mm. And Time for a change. Yeah, women of the earth take back your birth 
and understand just like we with MLF, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. It's so important to connect it all. Our children will be the guardians of this planet and currently we are. And you can't disconnect like the way that we care for ourselves and our bodies and respect birth from the way that we perceive ourselves as this part of a whole nature, planet Earth. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So tell me, I'm, I'm so fascinated because you've been so close to that miraculous moment of bringing a new soul onto Earth. Gosh, that just must be magical being witness to that all the time. But I'd love to know your, the most magnificent moment you've experienced um, in that space of being there while people are birthing. Oh my God, the can most you, miraculous I mean, I, moment. I know, you can't think of one, can you? But like, is there one where it was the most transformative moment for you or for the, for the room? Is, is, oh, is there I, something that stands I out? Suppose it, I just go straight back to the last birth I was at, actually. I, um, you know, most births that I attend, because they're she births couples, I casually rock up at eight centimetres, like just as the woman's getting into the bath or just as she's saying, you know, I can't do it anymore. This transition when they need a doula, couples are so um, competent, they don't tend to need anybody else prior to that. So I either meet them at the hospital or whatever. And, you know, all births are extraordinary um, and miraculous, but also being a doula, you ride at the coal face, like you are <laughs> the best port of call for pain relief after partner. Um, but I think the last birth I went to, um, with a very dear friend of mine, you know, long posterior labor and that little bubba just wasn't turning around and we did everything. We did our spinning babies and we did Cairo and I got the acupuncturist in and sometimes, you know, you just can't get that back on back and get them to turn around. They just can't find the space. So yeah, going into the hospital and, and knowing that she needed that epidural and some syntocin and what you guys call pit just to bring on these strong regular contractions to open the cervix and to give us some relief on that back pain um, was, you know, beautiful in its sense and itself. And I got to pop home for a quick shower and to feed my son after being with them for about 20 hours. And when I got back in, um, one of the family members had brought in this bunch of gerberas and What's a gerbera? Gerbera is those beautiful big flowers with like really long petals, like beautiful bright colours oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so when I got in, the mum looked like she had just had this shower, which she hadn't. She just had a, like a sleep for like an hour, a rest. And she just looked radiant. And we just tilted the bed up and we got her in a semi-squat position so that the pelvis can broaden and we picked all the heads of the gerberas off the, the bunch and we just lay them all around her. Aww. And we had beautiful smells in the room. We had beautiful crystals and, and she just pushed and she just looked like the most extraordinary goddess. Like I'd seen probably in, yeah, she really was one of the most miraculously beautiful women in that moment, surrounded by flowers and crystals and cells. And she just shone as she pushed, she was just smiling and glowing. And the yeah, epidural was turned right down. She could feel everything, but she just loved it. And wow. it was just, yeah, that was Is that awesome. because you had a really good power nap? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's just a power nap. I think it was also, she'd done the work. Yeah. You know, her transition yeah. was um, getting the epidural. So even if we don't get to go through that eight to 10 centimetre kind of 
transition where you you know you can't do it and you're like you're hitting the the peak of the mountain kind of feeling um she, her transition was sitting still to have the epidural and her partner holding and they were just like like nose and forehead together and just holding really really still and it was that final threshold that was her mm. emotional transition and so she'd gone through the other side and it was very beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Oh, she birthed as well. Pardon the pun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. The whole family birthed that day. They did. And that's right, a family's born. It is. Absolutely. Father's born, mother's born, whatever. Whole little family's born. Right. So for people who don't um, really know what a doula is, do you want to explain your role as a doula? Yeah, a doula provides some education prior to... The birth, that's why I created SheBirths. It just wasn't enough time in my antenatal visits to get people the, the information they needed. And then we are on call. And for that period of time from 37 to 42 weeks, anything that couple needs, our phones are on. And anytime they need us at the labour, we're there. And we provide that continuity of information and hands-on. And we facilitate the partner's engagement as well. We give them ideas. We normalise the process for both people because we've been at birth and we know what looks right and normal and what the parameters really are and for most of us it's a a rare and can be intense so we're normalizing settling and then we stay for breastfeeding and help postpartum as well beautiful and do you do you get hands-on with the mum do you do massages and yeah all that stuff yeah yeah whatever the woman needs whatever the partner needs we're it we're adapting all the time and yeah, I mean, most women, it's a bilateral hip squeeze with hot nappies on the lower back and um, sometimes it's just a tag team, you know, just one <sighs> after the other. Partner needs to go to the toilet because sometimes she needs that for like four or five hours, right? And yeah. you got to give it to her. The, the more pain relief she's got, the easier that cervix opens. You're like that never leave home without item that you just want to put yeah. in your pocket and have with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. That's right. But, I mean, I find that she births is even more powerful than having a doula only 50 percent of our clients choose to have doulas but we call the daddies the daddy doula so we give out daddy doula rewards once a month yeah and the latest one we're giving out is just to call it to bart and he um caught his second baby the labor was yes yeah but the thing is he's blind oh my gosh what a legend yeah he's a legend he's going to be gloating about that for the rest of his life make it yeah well he already does um like olympic fast skiing blind completely blind his whole life and he caught his second baby what a moment checked for the cord that works he's a legend so he's a daddy doula for sure this year wow he's got that badge yeah what a legend so okay so obviously you've seen how how many births do you think you've been at i think over a hundred i don't know i have to look back on my notes okay great and so do you have some practical tips or techniques to help women through labor yeah for sure i mean you can share with us when we survey our women Mm -hmm. And ask them out of the SheBirths toolkit, like what was the most effective for pain relief for you throughout? 87% say our breathing techniques. Great. So number one. The second one, I was completely surprised. Is there a particular breathing technique that you teach? I didn't check on that. We've got four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So the, the one specifically for contractions might be it, but coffee plunger could also be it. I'm not sure. That's our pushing, which allows you to really keep oxygenating yourself and your baby while you're pushing, none of the purple pushing. We try and avoid that as okay. best we can. So it might have been uh, the old coffee plunger, but during contractions, 
that expanding of the belly, like the inhale in particular, the lifting of all the fascia of the abdomen so that the uterus can really draw the baby forwards and press down and has that space. So that's often the phase of the breath where you get the greatest pain relief because you make space. There's no pain referral. There's no pressure. So long long and long and steady, and, wide. and like, like you're breathing space breathing into, your, into pelvis your stomach and, and into pelvis. your belly around your baby. And inhale, open, open, welcome, welcome. So mm. you create a narrative in the mind and you find and explore that during pregnancy. What's it going to be? Because you're doing three of those breaths in the morning and three of those breaths every night in the lead up. And these are the breaths I'm going to take with every contraction. Every contraction I open, I welcome. Every exhale, I allow my baby to move down. I relax more. So you find your own discourse and practice that. So maybe it's that one. I don't know. Maybe it's coffee plunger. That's a pretty good one too. And coffee coffee plunger is just the slow, the in big inhale and the slow exhale. Yeah. Okay. The oh, old rasping. Yeah. Breath. So we, the ujjayi pranayam, we work with that with a kind of uh, downward pressure, making sure like, teaching people how to know when their pelvic floor is really relaxed because that's more important than actually tightening your pelvic floor. Mm. So we can do the tightening and strengthening after, but it's really important to keep that pelvic floor soft and learning how to release your pelvic floor. There's a bit of a, a training in that too. Great. Yeah. So so we have the breath as one of the best techniques one of the best. that you can apply yep. to help with labour. And then the second one is the pelvic floor Spiraling. one. Spiraling. Spiraling. Mm. I was doing that one on the ball. On the ball, on the floor, grabbing onto your partner, whatever it is, just spiraling. And that just loosens up that whole area. Yeah, you get the fascial sheets kind of sliding one over the other and movement is distraction from pain and you're facilitating the rotation and the descent of your baby. So, yeah, I mean, belly dancing was created as a way to move the body to um, enhance fertility and then tone the abdomen during pregnancy and then it becomes a way to move the body um, to facilitate birth. But you'll find even when you practice it now, like it's pretty cute, we get people who come and, like midwives who come and watch the course and they text me the next morning, he's like, you know you love she-births when you find yourself spiralling in the shower the next day. (laughs) So we teach this kind of spiralling and which people do naturally, but unless you've practised it sometimes before, you're not going to find it Mm. because practice will make automatic. We're just remembering the tools that we've kind of lost because we've been sitting on our bums in offices for a long time. Yeah. And it's in our DNA. You just go tap yeah, into it. exactly. have been doing it for centuries. But spiralling, you'll see, it helps to shut down the frontal lobe. It takes you into a trance-like state. So the neocortex, you're just allowing that to settle, which is what we need to facilitate birth. So yeah. would you be sending off your clients to belly dancing class during no, their pregnancy? they just learn from us. They, <laughs> they can for sure if they want to. But, but that would be something that helps? Yeah, we teach that. Absolutely. And it, it gets rid of back pain and it's extraordinary. Brilliant. Yeah. So what is the fear that you hear most <laughs> from pregnant mums? What's the biggest fear? Yeah, I say there's four actually and all four get addressed in she births. And number one is the fear of pain. Everyone has a fear of pain, right? We mm-hmm. don't know how it's going to feel, labour. And even if I was giving birth again, I'd have a bit of fear. It's normal to have a bit of degree of uncertainty, therefore anxiety. That's normal. The second fear is how will my partner be in the room? Will I have to look after them? Will they be okay? Am I going to poop? And oh, is my yeah. partner going to see it? All of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And does he know what to do or does she know what to do? And yeah, get the little fish net. 
thing. Yeah, the pooper scooper. Yeah, the pooper scooper. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. I'll, yeah. I'll sort it. And we talk about that too. That's good. <laughs> the third one is tearing, getting Oof. under the fear of tearing. Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah. And then the, the fourth one is how will I be with myself if I need medical assistance? So those are the big ones that I've been hearing and I think need to be addressed for sure. Yeah. And do you have a certain advice for women who have those fears to help them get to the other side? Do she births? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get knowledge. It's knowledge is going to be critical. And even after doing our program, we tell people like, because you don't want to pick up too many books perhaps prior to doing face-to-face education because you pick up one book, it'll conflict with another and it gets really confusing and intellectual. So after she births, you've kind of got your compass, you've got your philosophy, your principles, your tools, and then just allow your intuition to guide you to what mm. other books or movies you might want to watch. And I think stories are really powerful. It's the original way that we learnt. And so listening to, if you did the she-births, you know, the she-births couples talking about how they applied the principles and the tools to their unique birth. And I think that allows us to get over fear and listening to different birth stories. How did they make it beautiful? How did they stay calm and connected through that? And that's how you really learn. Mm. The heart's open, the mind is plastic. You can't possibly read, you know, every book on the market. Like 50 years ago, there was one Uh, you know, parenting book now, there's 380,000 available on Amazon. So it's like, it's too much now. Find your compass and trust your intuition and and that will guide Mm. you for sure. The thing that helped me most in preparation for my birth around my fears, I was part of a um, a, a birthing group, an educational group, and we all had to get our fears out onto the blackboard and someone would write everyone's fear down. (laughs) By the end of the hour, the entire board was just, there wasn't a bit of white space left. So many fears out there and just simply... Uh, like voicing it and discussing it, I felt this kind of release around it. And, yeah, beautiful. And hearing other, as you mentioned, hearing other people's stories yeah. really allowed me to kind of move through that within myself. Totally. Storytelling, very powerful. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about um, your statistics around mm. That you found around C-sections and epidurals with she births versus general hospital programs. Yeah, for sure. So, for four and a half years, um, I worked with the Western Sydney University in Australia, and um, the researcher compared in randomised control trials she births to just classical antenatal education programs. Same amount of time that people are spending in the room with their partners two days. And what was found, as was published in the British Medical Journal in July last year, was that we are now the only scientifically verified program in the world, which is pretty exciting. And not only are we verified with sort of, you know, considerable stats, like considerable would be, you know, a 20% reduction, but we get a 65% reduction in epidurals and a 44% reduction in C-sections, a 50% reduction in the use of medical augmentant so over here you guys call that pit pitocin we call it sinto and then a 53 percent reduction in resuscitation of babies wow yeah which shows that huge yeah the more normal a birth is the safer it also is our 32 minute reduction in the length of second stage 
Yeah, and a 12% reduction in perineal trauma, which sounds really small, that final one, but if you talk to leading obstetricians, they'll tell you they've spent their whole careers just going to conferences, getting excited about a 1% reduction. So, yeah, they were pretty wow, exciting stats. beautiful. That's such incredible work. That's cool. That's exciting. Wow, it's cool revolution. because like, it's like it's a woman's course, it's a doula course, it's holistic. Yes, there's components that are evidence-based. I did not put them in because I thought they were evidence-based. I put them in because I just saw that was what was working at the yeah. coalface. And uh, you just give people the knowledge and they know what to do and mm. they can do it. So is this, how can people get involved with this program? You, you obviously mentioned you had the online program where people yeah. could do from anywhere, right? Yeah, anywhere around the world um, people opt in and it's a four-week program. Um, which can be fast-tracked as well if you're close to giving birth, um, with podcasts and books and resources and homework guides that sort of takes you on a journey um, and community. And then we've got our face-to-face course. So I'll be coming back to LA in October to run courses and I've been invited to Seattle and Washington. And, um, yeah, I'd love to go to San Fran and New York and we'll we'll just see. This is just our – I'm only here because of my son right now. So What's it's he up to? Little darling. <laughs> little darling. No, just the whole doing? world just revolves around the Leroy. Of course they do. He's and then the, the Roy. Yeah, the Roy. <laughs> it's been nice. Some of the black guys in town is like, yeah, I'm a cousin called Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's not so common in Bondi. But, um, <laughs> his dad named him actually with the letters of my mum name and the letter of our midwife he said he should be named after two of the most extraordinary women we know oh, and he will be it. Want to cry. I know it's pretty <laughs> special so the Leroy is going to the High Mountain Institute in Colorado and he's going to be doing um well in Australia we call it like outward bound mm. um so he's going to be out vision in, quest yeah and he'll be doing like a vision quest um on his own and he'll be camping and taking leadership kind of approach to leading the group they all take turns and then this open collaborative philosophical philosophical school which is how I wish all schools were and I just really wanted to give him an experience of that and um that's why we're here sounds like he's going to go through he births yeah rebirthing well, into a man the men need it is I mean they everyone do. needs it we've got yeah. it built into our bodies you know menstruation birth menopause um, we've got this wonderful connection to the sisterhood and I, I really feel like um, the men's movement, we're still waiting for that to show its direction and uh, we have to facilitate it for our boys very much. A connection to nature for mm. the masculine is really, mm. really important and um, so I'm really happy for my boy. Mm. I yeah. think it also starts that that kind of transformation for men starts with having a woman who is empowered strong activated showing up in her power and then they have no option but to meet us there hopefully otherwise they get kicked to the curb and another reason for them to be involved in the birth because men who attend births um, go through a 30 percent reduction in testosterone and a 30 percent increase in prolactin the nurturing paternal hormone and so that's so important that the family can be unified through that journey because as a doula, again, I was seeing so many families really strained and stressed by sometimes the trauma of birth and it really was pulling people apart. Like females were having like secret sort of quiet resentment towards their partner but partners also didn't know how to really help. Mm. And as a doula, I was tired of being employed as a surrogate spouse. I, I can be the extra pair of hands in the room but partners really know their woman best. Mm. 
And they don't all have to be there. That's a choice. But, you know, if they want to be there, we should give them the tools. It's not fair. These are the first generation of fathers being invited into the room and we're asking them to be the... That support in a space they've never been in. It's Such women's a business, man. Sacred space for yeah. them to come into. And the the men I've seen, my girlfriend's partners, after that birth, after holding space for their their women in that birth, they're compl- they're, they're different. They're blasted totally. open. They're so they're living in their heart and mm. just the the tenderness and that they're, they're just I don't know. Their their life has changed forever from yeah. that moment. The respect they yeah. have for that woman. Totally. I think they really. They respect and that falling in love and that depth of presence, like you say, that has to be found, which is birth is calling men into that. And so I think it's perfect the way we're, where we're at now in the Western world with birth. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to get a little like boys club, conscious boys club, Totes. men's meeting going on. Send yeah. them out into the wilderness. Don't come back until you're enlightened. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think um, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining Thanks, us, Nadine. Darling. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank oh, my you. gosh. All the way from Bondi Beach. All the way from Bondi. Oh, <gasps> yeah, we're going to have some courses for doulas too. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, go yeah, tell yeah. us about courses it. Courses for doulas as well, for sure, to learn more about she-births, to learn how to give those principles um, to help your couples really get across the line as well as the toolkit. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So tell me where people can find you. Shebirths.com. Boom. Boom. Easy. And are you on Insta? Yeah. Just at Shebirths. Okay. Great. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be back in LA in October. Yep. And holding workshops. Yep. Workshops for doulas and courses for pregnant couples. Beautiful. And then we'll come back maybe January. We'll do some trainings, get some doulas and midwives teaching Shebirths over here would be awesome. Awesome. Okay, great. And in the meantime, I'll just sneak into your suitcase and go back to Bondi Beach Come back for a swim. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I have an invitation for our listeners. I invite our pregnant listeners to start exploring some of these ideas that Nadine has discussed or just find a Shebirths and get in there because it's pretty amazing stuff. And really encourage pregnant women out there to just really drop into your intuition and know that that will lead you to your best birth possible. And preparation is everything. So yeah, key. Don't be afraid to get, get into it. So um, what are your ideas on the best way to set yourself up for the most beautiful birth possible? Tell us everything in the comment section and please leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. We read everything and are so grateful for your support. So if you like it, just tick those little stars off. So that's it. That covers us for She Births Today and Creating a Beautiful Birth. And once again, Nadine, thank you so much for joining us and thank you to our listeners for tuning in and we can't wait to have you with us next time. Bye-bye for now. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.